Ag State of Mind, episode 158. This episode of the Ag State of Mind podcast is brought to you by BASF, helping farmers do the biggest job on earth. Welcome to Ag State of Mind, a podcast that examines the stresses affecting producers of agriculture and how to alleviate these stresses and improve farmers' lives. In this podcast, we discuss openly the mental health crisis that is occurring in the agricultural community and what we can do to help turn it around. Now, here's your host, Jason Meadows. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to this episode of the Ag State of Mind podcast, a proud member of the Global Ag Network. I am Jason Meadows, as always, with you as your host. Uh, First, a word from our sponsor, BASF. Crop disease is present weeks before it could be seen with the naked eye, which means the wait-and-see spray approach you've always taken when scouting your fields is waiting too long. But Veltima fungicides proven plant health benefits and revolutionary application flexibility improves yield potential even in the absence of disease. Every bushel counts, so make sure you get everything you deserve this season with Veltima fungicide from BASF. Always read and follow label directions. Hey guys, thanks again for tuning in. So this week on the episode, I am going to do a solo episode and, uh, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit about kind of the little bit of struggles I've had during this, this last season of life. Uh, it's been a really stressful couple of months, weeks, uh, for me, and it's been really, um, I haven't talked a ton about it, mostly because uh, I've been honestly too busy dealing with it myself to to talk about it. And there's been a number of things, but you know, one of the biggest things that's that's caused me stress over the last couple of weeks is is this equip program that I have been putting in uh, putting in fence on my new place. And uh, what, what equip is is it, it's a it's a contract that I have with a NRCS to complete a fence that is going to uh, fence out the creeks, fence out the forestry, uh, all to kind of protect the watershed and the wildlife habitats around my farm, but also implement a more um, sustainable, more promote more soil health within that farm uh, just all by by implementing grazing practices that are going to be uh, more flexibility in grazing practices that are going to be allowed through this new fencing system and it's it's a really really cool program but uh, and it's been a really great thing to get uh, to go and 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 understand kind of what's going to happen with it Uh, but let me tell you, it's it's not been without its stresses. Uh, so I started this program back in I think it was 2020, and I had first step is to get all the waterers in, all the water lines. There's waterers you got to put in and stuff to so they don't have to utilize the creek and stuff to for for water for the cattle and livestock. Um, that was honestly went pretty well once I got somebody there. Uh, they dug the lines, put the waters in. It was actually not a big deal. Um, but what the the real big issue came with the fencing and. You know, when we first started this, Levi and I thought, "Hell, we can do this ourselves." You know, we're gonna we're not gonna pay anybody to do this. 
Um, and then it came down to it doing it. And we just, I just felt so overwhelmed. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, not to say that I couldn't figure it out, but it was not worth the stress and trouble that it would have taken and the time it would have taken for me from away from other things to, to go in and try and do this. And I I promise you it would, it would have cost me way more to do it myself in the time, not, not just in uh, time and effort, but in honestly, probably in dollars because I would have missed I'm sure I would have missed things. I'm sure I wouldn't have done things up to specs and I would have to redo them. Uh, It would have caused a lot of stress. So I'm, I, I realized honestly on about a year in that if this wasn't going to happen, so I was going to have to hire contractors to help me complete this fence. Well, I talked to a few contractors, uh, talked to one that I just even couldn't even get them to come out to my place. So, but I finally got one secured and they said, Oh yeah, we're going to do it. I'm going to buy the fence this week and we're going to get out there as soon as we can. And you know, blah, 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 the whole deal. And I was, I felt really good about this. This was at the, honestly, that was at the beginning of summer. And honestly, it wasn't even summer yet. I think it was pretty far back in the spring and things kind of kept creeping along, creeping along. I'd call them. Oh yeah, we're going to get out there. Oh yeah, we're going to get out there. I'll be out there. Uh, you know, and I just, whatever. But he said, he kept telling me, yes, I, I asked him point blank guarantee can you guarantee that you can come out here and get this done by november november is when the contract expired and he said yes um that went along for a little while well i was at i was actually speaking at an ohio farm bureau event uh my buddy nathan invited me to be a part of this it was such a cool thing that we got to do and i was so happy and blessed to be able to travel to 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 speak with him share a stage with nathan uh it was so, so cool. Um, but, you know, like I always do when I talk, I turn off my phone so I don't get any calls, texts while I'm talking. Uh, I had it off for a good couple of hours, you know, not just talking, but talking to people um, after the talk like I like to do and that sort of thing. Well, as soon as I turned my phone back on, I got the text from that contractor telling me he was not going to be able to do it. Um, that was a punch in the gut. I was, I was panicking and I had honestly no clue what to do other than just try to buck up and do it myself in all the free time I had. Um, Thankfully, uh, I got to give a shout out to the NRCA agent here in, 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 Phelps in Crawford County, Stacy Manus. Uh, she has been so helpful to me and so patient, so graceful with her time, her knowledge. Uh, she's just been a joy to work with, and I, I can't thank her enough for the good things that she's done for us and helped me. So I called her up, and you know, she could tell I was stressed. She could tell I was in a panic, and um, she actually recommended somebody to me that, you know, I'm not sure he can do it, but I just got, you know, I just kind of trained him on this type of thing. So, you know, it's a, it's a shot in the dark. So give him a call. Well, as I, uh, later in the day, I called him 
Uh, his name was Austin, and he picked up the phone right away. Uh, told him what I needed, what had going on, when I needed done by. Can you help me? And uh, and he said, Yes, I can. I can help you. I'll meet you out there. When do you want me? He asked when I wanted to meet him. I said, How about Tuesday? And he said, Yep, we'll meet you there Tuesday. And I came out, and you know, I kind of showed him around the place about what we were gonna do. Um, and uh, he uh, he's like, all right, man, we'll get this going. And, you know, went by just a little bit of time. And he said, all right, we're ready to start. And, you know, we had one a couple of more walkthroughs with the NRCS of what we were going to do, all the how the fence was going to be laid out and the whole deal. And uh, it uh, it went actually really, really smoothly. He got the whole entire fence done. It was about uh, 20,000 feet of fence and it's all put in he had posts drilled and and posts put in and the whole deal it took him about oh six or seven days to do the whole thing it was just incredible how fast he moved and um you know part of me feels really i don't know if guilty is the word but or ashamed is the word, but like, I feel like I should have been able to do all that myself. But I mean, at the same time, I'm also very self-aware of my boundaries of what I think I can do and what I'm capable of doing. And I realized, I realized pretty quick into this deal that I, I did not have the capacity nor really the skill set to be able to do this in the time that I needed to get it done. Now, you can back up. And if I would have done this a little bit at a time, if I would have done it, if I would have started on time, like I should have done it, then yes, I probably could have gotten it done. And I shouldn't have waited till the last minute to get this things done. Believe me, I know that. I've been told that by many people. And it's it's not lost on me. Uh, I tend to try and squeeze as many things in. And doing that causes me a lot of stress. So... Um, but with the help of some very graceful and timely people, I was able to have some of my stresses kind of put at ease. And yeah, it's it, this whole deal has been stressful. You know, getting that call when I was in Ohio after talking to, at an event and like totally like lost, that was really stressful. Those were really hard times to go through. But as I have said so many times on this podcast, God showed himself to me through this trial. This was an extremely tough trial. This was something I, I had no idea how I was going to deal with it and how it was going to go. But uh, it, it was, it was inc we were incredibly blessed by some incredible people. And God put some really incredible people at very timely times in my life. And I was blessed with um, good people to work with. I was blessed with a great family to help support me through this. And then it goes back. We've a big theme of what we have been talking about lately. We in in our in our church, we are talking about the Old Testament right now, and the we're really kind of hitting on the major prophets right now. And the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about. Um, Ezekiel and Daniel, and how through faith, through trepidation, faith through trials, faith through really hard things, they were able to overcome those things and 
and come out on the other side. And I'm not saying that the things that I have been going through have been like Daniel being tossed into a lion's den. Absolutely, they they have not been that tough, but they have been tough in, in their own right. And things that have been happening have been really uh, stressful to me. And But like through these lessons and through the things that I've been studying, I've been able to come to see that... I'm not the only one that's gone through tough things and I won't be the, this is not going to be the only times I will go through tough things. And when I'm able to focus on the things I can control, focus on the things that are going to do good for me, even when, even when everything is going wrong, when I can focus on the things that are going to try and make me healthiest, then, then I have complete faith that things are going to fall into place as they may. And, you know, it's through this trial, this is just one of the many trials I've had in the last couple of months that has shown me just that. So, you know, I'm very, I'm very grateful. As hard as trials are, as hard as the hard things are, I'm very grateful for them because it helps me to realize on the other side how great things can be, even when they're tough. So, and I think that's my take home from this whole thing this week is we're all going through something tough. We've all gone through something tough and continue to go, you know, the last few years in agriculture and honestly, in just in, in American life in general have been some pretty tough ones. I'm not going to lie. It's been some of the toughest years I've had as an adult. Um, but with that all being said, it's been even through the tough times, we can see the hand of God in things that we do. We can see those small things that help us know that you know we can go through into the next day and, and, and come out stronger for it. So thank you guys for, again, for this podcast and, and all that's done. Um, I'm not sure what the next couple of weeks are going to look like. I'm just going to be straight out of the gate honest here. Um, feeling pretty overwhelmed right now. And... I'm not sure what the podcast is going to look like in the next couple of months. So um, stay tuned for that. And uh, look, we'll, uh, we'll see what we see, what we come up with here on the Ag State of Mind podcast. So again, appreciate you guys. And one final word from our sponsor, BASF. HPPD resistant weeds are on the rise and marching toward a field near you. But your cornfield doesn't need to be a battlefield. There's another way to defeat these weeds. Switch tactics with Verdic herbicide powered by Kixor herbicide technology. As a non-HPPD pre-herbicide, it helps break resistance before the battle gets to your field. Help stop HPPD resistant weeds with Verdic herbicide from BASF. Always read and follow label directions. Thanks for listening to Ag State of Mind. We hope this episode has encouraged you. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Ag State of Mind. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify so you never miss an episode. See you next week.